So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica, and we are so excited, like really excited that you're here to listen to our podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, feedback, critiques, criticisms, praise, feel free to find us online at sowemetonline.com. So, they met online. This is another they story. It's not a friend this time, though. It's a client of mine, and this just happened this week. A client of mine, a woman in her 50s, is dating for the first time after a divorce, and she's understandably nervous to get out into the dating world. And she connected on Match.com with a guy who we'll call Steve. She and Steve were writing messages back and forth. They both play golf. So they were talking about golfing and he suggests they play nine holes of golf for their first date. I gave my client the advice like that seems a bit extreme. Why don't you start with, you know, a coffee or a walk or a wine or something like that? She agreed with me that that felt like too much for a first date. 18 holes, obviously, is out of the question. So... Mm They were writing messages back and forth and trying to come up with a day that works. And she had said a day and then she remembered she wasn't free. So I'm going to read this verbatim from their conversation on Match.com. She says, I misspoke. I'm free tomorrow or Friday. Would either of those work? Why don't we save golf for another time and do a walk or a glass of wine? Thoughts? And he responds, Tuesday is fine, period. Pick a spot, period. Okay. Mm -hmm. She says, how about restaurant A or restaurant B for a wine or beer? More adventurous would be option C, mini golf. He -hmm. writes back, restaurant B works. Okay. (laughs) She writes, great, exclamation point. What time works for you? Six, 6.30, later? He writes, six is good, period. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop there for a second. What are your thoughts so far? Well, I'll say this. You're giving this individual a voice. <laughs> you're and, right. And, you're right. I'm you putting know, tone on it. You're, you're putting right. a tone on it. And and we have no idea what the tone is. You, we don't know okay. if he's grumpy man who's who's bitter about not being able to go do the golfing. But, uh, you know, hey, miniature golf is a great alternative. So how about if you read those text messages again, but this time make her text messages grumpy and his exciting. The same words? Yeah. What would it sound like? But periods do not connote excitement. Just do it. Okay, fine. God, you're so bossy today. (laughs) Okay. I misspoke. I'm free tomorrow or Friday. Would either of those work? Why don't we save golf for another time and do a walk or glass of wine? Thoughts? Tuesday's fine. Pick a spot. How about restaurant A or restaurant B for wine or beer? More adventurous would be option C, mini golf. Restaurant B works. Great. What time works for you? Six, 6.30 later. Six is good. How was that? Those are good uh, acting skills. That's, that's great. <laughs> so what's interesting about that is that it's actually a very interesting exercise because even as you read it in a grumpy versus non-grumpy type of voice, it still came across as he was being short and not <laughs> interested. You. So, thank you. It does sound curt, doesn't it? Yes. 
I mean, it doesn't even say thanks for doing the research. Period yeah. or exclamation point. I guess my initial reaction is a couple of things. One, if he made the original suggestion about going and playing golf and then she basically turned it around and said, you know, I, I'm not interested in that. He may have lost mm-hmm. a little interest in the date in general, right? He, he may have felt somewhat rejected. We don't know, right? But okay. I think there is some element of that where it's just like, you know, okay, whatever, then what do you want to do? I don't know if that's the situation, but uh, heck, I've been there before, even myself, where, you know, I, I've come up with something interesting. I've tried to be creative about it. I put some effort into it and then get not necessarily rejected because obviously she still wants to go out and do something, but mm-hmm. has kind of pushed it off to the side. And, and then I'm like, well, okay, I, I guess we can just do like everybody else. Isn't so it I think there's something you can read into things so many different ways because oh, yeah. my initial take was that this is a red flag. Like when someone gives you nothing, then I don't encourage the date. And I'm not saying someone has to be shouting from the rooftops with excitement for a first date with someone, but you should at least feel like the other person is invested. Yeah. But I, again, I'm trying to put myself into that position in terms of those short responses. Okay. And there is more to this story. So yeah, we'll let, let's get to keep it. Going. I've been in a situation where I've said, sure, whatever. Yeah, that sounds great. Tuesday works. My intention or mm-hmm. my feelings are genuinely positive, but it may come across as you read it or to somebody else that I'm not interested or that I'm not excited about it. And again, right. it goes back to what we've talked about before, which is a lot of context gets lost in text messaging, whether it's text mm-hmm. message or whether it's messaging in an app or no matter what it is, the, the version of messaging that is text related, you lose substance and that can cause these problems. I agree with you. You can't read tone over text. Right. And so I interpreted the tone as he is not interested and he's making her do all of the work. So I actually did express that red flag to my client because as her coach, I feel that it's my responsibility to, to tell her what I read. But I said to her, you're excited about this date. I'm certainly not stopping you from going on this date. I just want you to keep your eyes open. Keep it in the back of your mind. And I hope that I'm misinterpreting this. I hope to be proven wrong. Let me ask you one question on that. What do you think the gentleman in this should have said? What would have been a response that would have given more substance or more emphasis on his interest in going? Okay, I'm going to read it again and fill in my own responses for him. Yep. Okay, her. I misspoke. I'm free tomorrow or Friday. Would either of those work? Why don't we save golf for another time and do a walk or glass of wine? Thoughts? Him. With my recommendation. That's no problem. Tuesday works for me. Do you have a spot in mind or would you like me to suggest something? I think that's a great way to fill in the gaps to make that a little bit more personable. I mean, it doesn't take much, but when you don't know somebody yet, you have so few data points to go on. In fact, this conversation was the only data point that if you're not making a great first impression, and this to me is not a good first impression, then that's all you have to go by. Like if you've known someone for six months and they're a little bit curt with you over text, it might be that they're having a bad day. 
we don't know this person's baseline. Nor do we know what is acceptable or not acceptable. He could have said the exact same text message to, we'll say, 10 other people. And nine of those people would have taken no offense and not even given it a second thought. Or two of those people would have said, this is not acceptable. I'm canceling the date. Like, we just don't know. Absolutely. And interestingly enough, I posted this as I do many things to Instagram to see people's thoughts. Now, I may have very well, I did bias it by putting a caption with my thoughts. But interestingly enough, most women agreed with me that it was short and someone should be more excited and shouldn't make her do all the work and they would not want to go on that date. And most of the men agreed with you and said, we don't know, maybe he's just a bad texter. Mm -hmm. Give it a shot. Sure. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So I'm going to continue. The conversation goes on after they confirm. He does make a joke after and says, bring your 10 written questions and be ready to probe me with a winky face. Okay, fine. She responds, really? You want this to be about due diligence? Whatever happened to enjoying a conversation and flirting, which I thought was actually a really cute flirty message. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. He says... That way, people can learn about each other. Takes two and a half minutes to prepare. It's about learning about each other. Everything in life is due diligence. Enjoying a conversation and flirting does not have to be eliminated. It seems so many women are vacant and expect the man to do all the heavy lifting. It should be give and take. Make sense? And then he says, I am hoping you are not like those other women. Uh... Also a red flag, which I told her. Yes. So, yes, at this point in time, it's become a red flag. (laughs) Uh, As a woman, even if someone is complimenting me, if they're putting down every other woman in the process, that's a problem. Well, what's even more interesting is that he had such short responses to planning the date. But as soon as it got into he had he wrote a paragraph about what he wanted to talk about during the date. So. It was very confusing. So she and I were texting yesterday before the date, partially because I was giving her (laughs) my opinion on what shoes to wear. And second, because again, I have to do my job. I don't want to send people out on a date that I think is not going to go well. I want all of my clients to have good experiences. Can I predict it? Of course not. Could this date be fabulous? Of course. Could it be terrible? Yeah. I don't want to prove myself right here. Like I said earlier, So I said to her, I don't like his messages. I think it's odd. I don't think anyone should be quizzing the other person or doing 20 questions. Like you said, it should be conversation, banter. I said, all of that said, I know you're looking forward to meeting him. So again, I want you to keep this in the back of your mind, but enjoy yourself tonight. Yes, I totally agree with that. There's a lot of things in this story We've only touched on like one of them in terms of how do you interpret text messaging, but there's a few other things here. What, what else you got on this? So because I posted it on Instagram all night, people were writing comments and texting me personally. How did it go? How did your client's Uh date go? What happened? You have to be kidding me. It's like 11 at night. Like, leave me alone. It's a drama. (laughs) But I I like that people were invested. So anyway, I texted her when I assumed she would have been home. And she said, he kept saying, you're really smart, not like other women. Wants to get together and cook. Uh. 
And I said, did you like him? Because I didn't want to express how much I hated the comment. You're really smart. You're not like other women. Clearly, he doesn't think very highly of women. Right. But I refrained from saying that because I wanted to see if she liked him first. Because the last thing I wanted to do was poop on a bad date. That's not what I actually meant. But you know what I mean. Yep. She said, great mental play, lovely kiss and hug. Oh, then I asked if he paid because I had a nagging feeling he wasn't going to because of his thoughts on women. But I was pleasantly surprised. She said, we only had wine. I had one glass. He had two. He paid. I didn't even reach for it. Which, again, we've talked about this before. I don't believe that any woman or man or anyone is, in, is entitled to be paid for. However, he was originally the one who suggested getting together. So I did believe he should have paid. I asked, did he comment on why he was so short with you in planning the date? That was my main concern, but it sounds like it was a non-issue. He said he was a little hard on me this afternoon. Uh I said, oh. And I actually told her I posted it on Instagram. And I said it stirred up quite the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I liked that she was realistic. She said, I was prepared to deal with a jerk and even was prepared to do post-date retail therapy. (laughs) I said, I'm glad it didn't come to that. She said... He really did have 10 questions for me and started firing them off, but then got interested and conversation went deeper. I got in a few questions, but Q&A wasn't my goal. And I said, right, in a good conversation, you don't have to resort to pre-written questions. Right. And then she asked me what I thought about a cooking date for a second date because she was obviously feeling uncomfortable, (laughs) of course. So I said, "I I agree, it's too soon for a cooking date. He seems to like you, but he, in my opinion, is trying to get sexual too fast. I'm not going to go through all of the comments she sent to me. So I ended up calling her after this conversation. I expressed to her that I was thrilled she had a good time and wants to see him again. And they were attracted to each other and everything. And I didn't want to negate that. But I also wanted to open her eyes to the comment that she's smarter than all the other women because it just backs up what he said online on match, which is, I hope you're not like these other women. And I shared all of that with her. I said, I'm not stopping you from seeing him again. I trust you. You have a good head on your shoulders. But it sounds a little misogynistic to me. I don't know if this has anything to do with the curtness of the text. I think it's two completely different topics, to be honest. It just all happened to <laughs> happen to happen yesterday with one person. Yeah, no, there's definitely a personality trait in here. Once you start getting more data points, right, from the text messages mm-hmm. and the messaging and, exactly. the, and the types of dates that he's asking for and his tone, all of that starts to paint a picture of, of a personality type. So I'll tell you what, let's take a break. And then when we come back okay. from the break, there's two things that I'd like to talk about. One is that type of personality, which I think is coming Mm -hmm. through a lot more. And the other one is around who should take the lead. Now, we've talked a lot before about who should pay for a date and those types of things. But I think you mentioned it at the start when I asked you to fill in what he should have said. It's around some of these same personality traits that we're hearing. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss. Have you wanted to become a tutor or therapist? Maybe you already have a growing tutoring business. Oasis is an online tutoring management system that helps you to manage staff and students, create learning plans, progress reports, generate invoices, and streamline your entire business operation. 
If you are looking to take your tutoring or therapy business to the next level, visit oasisonline.com. That's O-A-S-E-S online.com. Oasis, the online tutor management system. So to your question about who should take the lead, to be honest, I don't care who takes the lead. Do most women want the guy to take the lead? Yes. In this case, she took the lead. Fine. But what I didn't appreciate, speaking of appreciation, is he didn't seem to appreciate that she took the lead. It almost seemed like a foregone conclusion. Like if someone plans something for me, I don't care if I've never met them or I've met them 20 times, I'll say thank you for the suggestion. Thank you for taking the time to do the research. Thank you for making the reservation, whatever the case may be, because nobody should have to take the lead. The onus shouldn't always fall onto one person, male, female, older, younger. I don't care. So in this case, it was fine. Look, she got to go somewhere she really wanted to go. But it was like he was acting to me like a spoiled child. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'm putting tone on it again. That's true because that's how I read it. But when someone does take the lead, some appreciation would always be nice. Yes, I think also there's a balancing act. There is a balancing act of trying to interpret text messages and Mm -hmm. be able to respond in whatever way the conversation flows. So I have definitely been in a situation where I've made recommendations and I've made suggestions for dates and locations and times and, you know, and all of that and not received the response that I would have hoped to have received. And then the person who I'm going out with flips that and then basically takes over with, I'd rather go to this place and this place and this time and this is what works for me. And yeah, I have to demonstrate some type of appreciation for that as well. But there's a challenge in there too, right? There's a challenge for guys maybe thinking, well, wait a second, I I guess misogynistic you can say, but who wears the pants in this family? (laughs) You know, who is in charge of this relationship? Who is, you know, whatever. I realize those are bad stereotypes and I don't want to focus on that too much. Yeah, I I think wearing the pants is some antiquated thing, but I hear what you're saying. But also the other side of this is, is I've been out with a lot of women who are high maintenance, expecting, you know, we've talked a lot about like, well, we went out to dinner. Well, and you say, well, why did you go out for dinner? And I say, well, because she wanted to go out to dinner and she expected a nice dinner and she expected this, right? And that type of attitude on the flip side of this expectation that I'm the woman and you're going to treat me and you're going to take me out for dinner, even to the point where I've met plenty of women who just do it for free meals. And now, again, that's another stereotype in here. But they're on both sides. And it's a balancing act, especially as you're trying to meet somebody to not read into something too much to say, okay, just because she's telling me where she wants to go and just because she's telling me what time and when and where and and who and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't mean that she's using me. 
I was just going to make one comment, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, where something one person loves, another hates, and we never know. So, for example, some men love when the woman takes the initiative because Mm -hmm. it takes the pressure and the burden off of him. And some men hate it because they say, I want to be the alpha. I want to take charge here. Yes. And I feel like she is just stomping all over me. Right. And we don't know what the person thinks until they tell us, basically. I don't know what the case was here, clearly, but I just wanted to say that. We talked about this in an episode once, actually, when we were talking about the Me Too movement, when we talked about how one woman wants to be pushed up against the wall and kissed hard, and the other, the minute you come near her, it's sexual harassment. And, you know, I'm not making any commentary on that. I'm just saying people are so different. One other thing I want to say, which is a comment someone said to me, which I thought was hilarious. Did you know, Chris, that some millennials think that a period is mean? Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally. What? Okay. You'd rather... So it's, it's better to not have any punctuation at the end of a sentence than to put a period because a period is means either you're upset, you're frustrated, or you're angry, or you're even yelling. Exclamation mark means that you're excited about something. A period actually means that you're angry and potentially yelling. To our listeners... I don't agree with that. It's funny. I shared this with my mom and she was like, that is crazy. Absolutely not. So I am not giving the advice not to punctuate things because gosh, I love some punctuation, but some people do interpret a period. So like, for example, if I said to you, do you want to go to Disneyland and you wrote back, what would you say? Just say the word, no punctuation. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you say, yeah, period, I might be like, why is he so short and angry with me? Exactly. Exactly. But if you say, I'm just saying some people interpret it that way. You know what the worst text response is? Mm. K. K. Just the letter K. K. K with a period. Would you ever put K and a period together? Only if I were joking about this exact conversation, <laughs> I would say, well, actually, I would say OKAY, period, before I would do K. You're shaking your head at me. It's hilarious on so many levels. Unfortunately, it is true. And Well, for some people, I would say older generations think this is like crazy talk beyond, you know, like, who are you weirdos? And millennials are like, yeah, obviously never end a short message with a period because I don't want someone to think I'm mad at them. Language is weird, Chris. But this goes back into the interpretation of text. And unless you're kind of a connoisseur of text messaging and you actually understand all the intricacies of how to place your periods and even if you do a dot 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 right and you're like well dot 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 what does that mean does that mean like you're thinking about it does that mean that you're about to tell me more to the story right all of these things exclamation when to use it all of these things have meanings that you may not know for others they may interpret it a different way. That's the reality. If you were the woman in the scenario of my client, if you were my client and you were getting those responses, Tuesday is good, pick a place, whatever, whatever tone you want to put on Tuesday's good, pick a place, whatever. Would you go on that date? Would you want to go on that date? Would you cancel? Would you think the person's not excited about you? Because I know you can play the other side all you want, but what would you do? 
Because I would not go. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably still go, but because uh, I'm not going to let the text messaging dictate who the person is. I'm well, right, get, but we don't know. Right, we don't know. That's the whole right. point. We don't know. I guess we're saying now, the same thing. It, yes, but you're saying you don't know and that you're not comfortable enough with the tone of the text message without understanding what the tone of the text message is. You know what I would actually do if it had been me personally? I would have said, I can't tell from the tone of your messages if you're looking forward to yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But let me know. Yeah. And he can either come back with, oh, you're right. Sorry, I was in the middle of something. Yeah. Or, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. And I can say this because I've actually had the experience and, and I've had somebody who has gotten upset with me because of the shortness of my text messages. And, you know, on one level, I think, look, we, we've known each other for four or five years Mm-hmm. You know who I am, and if I'm mm-hmm. short, it's not because I'm not interested. It's because maybe I'm busy, maybe I'm just trying to reply to you real quick. Maybe I don't want you to feel like I'm ignoring you. Maybe I'm in a meeting, and you know, and I'm going to be two hours. And it's a lot easier to say yeah than it is to say, "Hold on, I'm in a meeting, and I'll call you back in two hours." Right? Well, so, right, but because I know you, it would be easy enough one for me to say what. What's up? What's up with you? Something right. being a little short. And two, I would know not to take it personally right. because clearly I didn't do anything to upset you. I haven't right. talked to you. Or, exactly. exactly. But in this case, you don't know each other. I'm all about giving people the benefit of the doubt. But if you don't know the other person, it is sometimes hard to give them the benefit of the doubt when your gut says, I want someone to be more excited about me. That's again, an interpretation. So I like your idea of asking, and I don't think there's a problem with asking, but just because somebody is short doesn't mean that they're not interested. I I'm think, short. <laughs> I think the other red flags <laughs> are things like, I hope you're not like other women, or come back for a cooking date, right? Those are red flags. Those are genuine red flags. Oh, yeah. But that's completely different than talking about the short responses. I agree with you. Two different sets of red flags. One is a potential red flag, the short texts. And one is, I think most people would agree, an actual red flag. How do you really feel about women? It sounds like not very highly. So I expressed all of this to my client. I wanted to be as transparent with her as possible. She's read all the comments. She actually found a lot of them pretty insightful. I recommended to her, I said, if you want to go out with him again, I want you to have fun and do whatever you want to do. Keeping what I've expressed to you in mind, I said, but I would not agree to a cooking date at one of your places on the second date. And this is like coronavirus aside, just it's too soon for that. And so I said, I would suggest to him, if you still want to see him, another drink or a walk or a coffee or something a lot simpler in a public place. So that way you don't feel uncomfortable or like there's undue pressure on you to to do something physically that you don't want to do. Definitely. I'd like for our listeners to go to my Instagram, which is at a little nudge and make your comments on this situation. I posted it on Tuesday, June 16th, or we'll be posting this episode on Facebook. You're welcome to comment there, too. We always welcome comments, questions, different opinions, anything you want to share. Do you have anything to add, Chris? I don't, period. 
Why are you being so mean to me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Period. <laughs>